Regina Nissan is a presenting sponsor of Off the Hosel Podcast, and this month you can get into the new Nissan during the factory approved sales event, finance the 2021 Nissan Murano during Murano Mania for 0% for 60 months, or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to Regina Nissan today at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher strikes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 89. My name is Drew Kosher, and I am your host. Joined by Stat Guy Rip, the intern. Turner Rip Winger, what's going on? Not too much, Coach. How are you, bud? Uh, you know what? I'm excited to be here. Yep. It's another day we're recording the podcast. Um, it's been a busy couple of weeks. I'm excited Yeah. for today's pod, especially. Um, but before we get into all that, Rip, we got to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place get your next vehicle, oil changer, any vehicle-related needs. Located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan, it's time today you make the switch to drive Nissan. Drive it. <laughs> drive it. All right, Rip, where are we recording from? We are recording at Divot's Indoor Golf, located on Rochdale Boulevard, right across the street from where you used to light up the PJ. Like the lamp. Like light the lamp. Up, snap it around. Boys are buzzing. Short, short shifts, bucks and deep. Not anymore, though. Point Street, yeah, no. <laughs> no long no. shift now. Yeah. Okay, uh, Rip, let's go to uh, our weekends. What's What's been up? How are things? I, I know you were I mean, you were absolutely in a bender, it looked like, but um, I don't know if you want to comment on that. And uh, what else is up? Nah, nothing too much here. Big weekend coming up. First game I've played in 20 months coming up this weekend. We're playing against Briarcrest and Cairnport. Um, this past weekend. Nice, that's sick. What did I do? Um, watch the riders get shit kicked again. Yep. Brutal. Um, hung out with the boys. Had had a nice party. Went on a party bus. Oh, I saw that was jealous. It was was a good time. What fun? We yeah we we have such a good group, man. We uh we have so much fun together. It's awesome. As you should. Yeah. Awesome. What, What about you? How was your weekend? Um, I went. Played nine holes on Saturday because I ended up missing my tea time in the morning, Saturday morning. Unfortunately, couldn't go. Sunday, I took out my brother and Harcourt. We went and played at Long Creek, our good friends of the of the show. Played 18 holes with, uh, with both those guys. Had a lot of fun. Troy hadn't played in like two months, but, dude, he was striping it. I think he was 83. Yeah. Like, he hit it really good. He, uh, well, you posted a few videos of him. Man, he's got a good swing. Like, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I have no, I have no problems. You with got better swing than I do. Yeah, well, he's a lot more time on this earth than you, Rip. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Veteran, a lot of, lot more games played than I do. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun though. We had to go out and play um, 
you know, with those two guys, and Carson came out, and, you know, we just hacked it around, and Fucked that around. was it. You know, then I was on One the club ice. challenge. One club challenge. I lost again, dude. I'm the worst in those things. Yeah, I've, I've well, had three to beat a sixes. Three sixes in one club challenges. And I'm never doing it again. You, you, well, you off the hosel it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. No, you snapped that one. I, no, I reverse hoseled it. It like went, yeah, like yeah, hit like, the shaft and went. Nose dive left. Instead still in play, right. though. Yeah. And then second shot, I thought it was going to be like 12 feet from the pin. Sound. Had to hit like a 30-yard chip with a four-iron. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, Carson went like four-iron, four-iron. Yeah, like he just... Yeah, he went four-iron, four-iron to like 15 feet, two-putt. <laughs> Troy took four-hybrid, tailor-made, and he was like right down the middle. I was like, see, told you should have used a hybrid. I'm like, well, one, I don't have one. <laughs> Two, an extra shot. He's like, oh, yeah, now what do I do? I'm like, exactly, because I knew that the hole, if I had to hit my 220 club yeah. twice... You'll be there. I should be fine. He's like, oh, how am I going to putt with this thing? <laughs> it's a big hybrid. So it's the best one to use, they say. Well, it's not that hard to putt with a hybrid. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, we both lost. Yeah. Carson made four. Made four, and he made like five on his own ball. Anyhow, good day out there. On the ice Sunday night, wrapped up our ID camp. Yep. I was there. You were there. And then we have fall camp this coming week while you're playing your first game. Yeah. That's it. What a week. I went to the pack game Friday night, watched them play, ran into friend of the show, Brian Munns. Obviously, he's now with uh, Winnipeg Ice and, you know, chat with him a little bit. It was good to see people back in the stands. Yeah, it is. The, uh, we're, oh, I went to Moose Shy. I watched their last. Hey, how was that inter-squad game? Yeah, it was, it was good. They're going to be good, dude. They got a lot of young guys who are coming up and even guys who aren't going to be playing with them this upcoming year. They're going to be studs in a year or two. Yeah, in the pipeline. Yeah. That's what you got to do. That's why the best recruiters usually win. Yeah. Uh, let's go to last week's pod, Rip, with Justin Wood. The Wood Dog. The Wood Dog. Um, I think a lot of people liked it. I enjoyed it. It was uh, a good chat with him, a Sasdam champion. Played really well up at Fort Mac, as we mentioned in the past. And it was just good to chat with Woody for a bit. It was awesome. Yeah. You had any thoughts on that? No. I, I didn't listen. I hate listening to myself, so I don't listen to these things. Yeah, that's fair. I can't believe people listen to me. <laughs> What's wrong I, with you I'd people? Just be D, I should be getting DMs. Be like, shut up. No one cares about your racing stories. <laughs> people love those. Yeah, they, they do. Like, oh, people do love the racing the fastest stories. Fastest man alive, they say. Yep. That's From awesome. Stroobs. From the Stroobs. Fastest man alive. Um, I turned 26 today, Rip. Yeah. Happy birthday, that. buddy. Thanks for... Uh, yeah. I had to bring it up myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just holding well, tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no well, thanks. You, you, 26 today. It's over a quarter century. You older than McDavid. I know, it scares the hell and out of Matthews. me. And Matthews. Yep, I am. Who's 26 in NHL? Thomas Schwab? How old's Calorie Amoto? 97. Is it 97? 98? I can't even think of it. 97 late birthday? I don't know. I don't know who's 95 in the NHL. Couldn't tell you. Well, you'll find out later. But let's yeah. go to um, oh, sports talk. Let's talk about local first, though. Up in Elk Ridge, the McKenzie Tour, we had tons of Saskatchewan players playing. Three-day event. And, Rip, I know you have some scores to rip off for us. And let's go. Let's go? Let's go. Kay Johnson 
tied for fifth at minus three. Cade's been hot, dude. Before we go into any further, how about his start in professional golf? Yeah, buzzing. Was it a top ten? A top five? Top five. He's like AM scoring four goals in his first game. Kind yeah. Of. Eh, kind of. But Kind yeah. of. But hell of a start for the kid. I mean, set of nuts on him going out there, you know, playing with the big dogs. He's hot. And he's playing well. well. So, and, and, and I know he's playing this week in Calgary at Country Hills, and I believe it's the A to B financial. I played in that uh, Pro-Am oh. two years ago with Benny Heaves and Team Cooey. And then the next day, the tournament started. Pro-Am with Bob Barker. <laughs> yeah, Ben Heber was Bob Barker. He was beating <laughs> Beat the, the wheels, wheels off, off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, keep going here. And Sorry. then uh, Nags, Josh Nagy was 40th place at plus 10. Uh, Swinney, Alex Swinnerton, tied for 53rd at plus 16. He played great day one. Yeah. Um, well, we'll say Shilly. Clint Schiller, tied for 43rd, plus 11. He's hit not it. a Sass guy, though. Hit it really good. Yeah, hit it really good. Hit it really far. And just make some more putts. What a beauty. Uh, the boys who missed the cut. Chubbs, Ty Camel, Danny Klug, Connor Sissons, Luke Cote, Will Blake, Carson Harcourt, Stephen Doucher. Douche. Douche. Noah Kozak, all your buddies. Yeah. But, man, how about uh, you saw that video Tater post, Connor Tate? I did, yep. Sick video. Yeah, he put a good uh, good video up the course. We did a secret. I haven't played Elkirk since I was, like, 17 in junior event. So I haven't seen it or been there. It was kind of cool to, like. I played there. Yeah, you play. You love the place. <laughs> Pretty soon you have a free membership for just yeah, the podcast. Yeah, just blowing them. Um, but, yeah, no, the video was great. So nice work, Tater. And I think he's doing some work this year with, with the Clippers as well. So. Yeah, he did tell us that, though. Could when we, when we got together at Nippon, he said he's working for them. Yeah. Dude, that's that's so sick. I love when... Um, sick videos come out? Yeah, sick videos like that come out. We, uh, my next level, our little summer league, had a video come out. It was pretty nasty, too. One of my former players made it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Dice. Dice. Yep, he did. What uh, okay, What else is all in the golf world local, you know? Oh, I guess actually this weekend, and I know Aaron Robinson put a message out two weeks ago to talk about it with, oh, maybe Greg, maybe Woody. I don't know. I, actually, I, th- I think it was just the topic in, in general. But this weekend, unfortunately, I'm not playing, but Team Royal Regina is hosting the Saskatoon Golf and Country Club in the Lurio Cup. Big one. It's a big one this year. There's a lot of your players. Uh, Wayne Schmidt, the captain of the Royal, Schmitty. denied all comments on the pod. Didn't want, didn't want to come on. <laughs> so, Wayner, uh, you know, best of luck to you and Team Royal, Team Greg Swenson and Saskatoon. This team is a uh, wagon, um, but it's going to be a hard-fought match. Who's ever playing on the Royal and playing on the Saskatoon Club? Is it here? Or is it Stoon? Royal this year. Yep. The Royal. Is so this be, weekend. Be ready to go. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch Friday there. I think I might too. We can get a cart content. That's what we do. Yeah. Straight content. Yeah. Not covering local golf, though. Never do that. <laughs> okay, so good luck to the Team Royal and Team Saskatoon. Uh, I know everyone on both teams, essentially. So, um, But I'm definitely rooting for Royal Reg. Yep. As Benny Hebes would say. Um, yeah. That's up for golf, I think, right now. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's no, there was no PGA. No LPGA this week. Ryder Cup's got to be happening soon here. Yeah. Got to be soon. I'm, I'm Why don't you type that right in and... Read off an ad. Read off an ad. <laughs> I don't have an ad reader now. 
I'm wearing a sick sweater right now, though, from Last Mountain Distillery. It's nasty. Yeah. It's unreal. LMD. I was watching that one guy on TikTok. What's his name? He, I went to school with him, actually. Yeah, yeah. He, they're, Ryan. Always, they're always using LMD there. Yeah, it's Ryan? sick. Ryan. He's, like, famous on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's sick. September 24th to 26th. Okay, so two weeks away. Yep. Ryder Cup. That's going to be an exciting week. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm sure you and I will get together at some point and watch some of those uh, those rounds. Uh, hockey talk. Okay. I know you have some notes there quickly, but I wanted to rip off as I was out with his brother on the weekend quickly. But uh, Tyler that. Bozak signs a one-year deal back in St. Louis, and his wife's tweet today was hilarious. Didn't see it. I can't uh, fully read it correctly because I don't have my phone. But basically what it said was, really glad I didn't pack my shit with a smiley <laughs> face. So they're, they're sticking in uh, uh, in St. Louis for another year for a one-year deal. What a trooper. Yeah, that's funny shit. Um, what else you got there for us, Rip? Uh, David Back is signing a one-day contract with the Blues so he could retire with them. That's wow. another good guy of hockey, hey? Oh, yeah. I don't think he's ever won either. Did he not win in Boston? Did they lose that year? Oh, damn. I don't think he won. I don't think he ever won. That's too bad. Dude, and he was a workhorse, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Tough. Tough as nails. Big head. <laughs> Just a big buffalo head. It's like, oh. How many games you got? 1,000? 965. Oh, what a good guy, though, not giving yeah, away the that's 1,000 a good hockey games. guy. That the is. Second round pick at 62nd overall to the St. Louis Blues. David Backus. Six foot three, two twenty though. Unit. Wow, that guy would Jesus. hurt. Jesus. Yeah, imagine that guy on the four check. Does <laughs> damage. What uh, What other hockey signings do you have for us, Rip? Uh, or signings? Really, or... no signings. I'll I'll talk about Cole though. Did you see the golf course he was at the other day? I did. Yeah. Nasty. Well, how about the game he was at Ohio? I I inboxed him. I was just like, No, oh, I meant to. Or I guess I yeah, silly and Lind. Oh, okay. More calls. I was uh, talking about Lind. But... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Lind was at this go- Coal Creek, it's called, in Newcastle, Washington. And I, like, went and Googled Like, he posted it. It was a sick story on Insta, but I went and Google it. Yeah. First picture that comes up is a clubhouse. Looks like a castle. But in the background is the skyline of uh, Seattle. Oh, that's not cool. Really? Yeah. Sick course. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. And then, yes, a little silly at well, Ohio State. At the game there, and I, like, I like direct after I, he put a post up, I write a send a message. I'm like, mm, that looks like no fun. Yeah. He just loves it. <laughs> no like, kidding. Packed barn. So, yeah. and, oh. and then NHL training camps are kicking off today, yesterday, and this following week or now for their development camps, which is yeah. good to see. And I just hope that we can have fans in the in the building. I think we will. I we, think we will uh, too. We had a meeting with our president and like head of athletic department yesterday, and they they're fully convinced that we're gonna have fans and everything. It just they'll be wearing masks because that's that's the rule for the cooperators right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we had, we got a new president this year. Dude, this guy's a walking encyclopedia. He was just ripping off, like, so he came in, like, everyone had to introduce themselves and stuff in a room. This guy was like, what's your favorite team? And, like, I would say the Detroit Red Wings, and he would just, like, rip off, like, six facts. Really? Yeah. Or, like, oh, I went and watched them, and uh, I was like, oh, my God. Can he play, though? Can he play? I don't know. Uh, he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't seem like the guy that could play. No, that's but, cool, though. Yeah. He's giving us information, which yeah. is nice. What, um, you said you play this weekend Saturday? Yep. We have an inter-squad game Friday and then playing Karen Port Saturday. You have a green and white game, whatever it is? This is the first time they've ever done it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we got 30 guys on the roster, so we got we got enough guys to... To do it? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
I'm excited, dude. I I mean, I guess I did play in that uh, the Fred Sacamoose where that was yeah. real hockey, but now this is like it, this actually means something to me. Yeah, it's you know teammates and you're getting back into the thick of things and you're know, hoping to have. What did you guys have last year? Was it ten wins last year, or two years ago? Sorry, uh, eight. Or, eight. So you know your team's you know stronger now, right? Yep. Every year is probably getting better. So you know looking to make you know, maybe ten, twelve wins would be sweet. I don't know yep. how many games you guys play, but. You know, we're just looking to make playoffs. I mean, they haven't made playoffs in a while, but my first year, that was the closest we've ever been, and I think we deserve to be in the playoffs that year. I think the two teams that made it in front of us were better. We, we were better than them. Yeah. But that's hockey. That's why you got to play the game, right? Exactly. You never know until you play. Yep. Otherwise, we'd all be first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rip, what else do you want to chat about here before we go into our guest today? I don't know. Jays are buzzing. Blue Jays. I saw a photo today on Twitter, like um, you know, Anchorman. Yeah. When he has like he gets like a heart on, and they're like, when the Jays are hot right now. This is me walking around downtown, whatever. And just <laughs> Dude, they're buzzing. They're in Dude, a they, spot. Didn't they win twenty-seven to se- two or something the other day? I saw that. Twenty-two to seven. That's disgusting. Yeah. They scored more runs than fourteen NFL teams on Sunday. Oh my. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So they That's won- wild. Yeah, they're like they're what I got here. Thirteen and two in the last fifteen. So they They're in the wild card, right? Yeah, they're they're first they're the first seed in the wild card. But it wow. dude, it's tight between like them and like the next five teams. There's like three games in between. Is Oakland behind them? Um and where are the Red Sox? Red Sox are right tied with them, I believe. Wow. Oh, they're one game behind. How about Vladdy? Didn't he pass his dad or something yesterday of all time home runs? No, just just in a single season. Okay. But Vladdy's twenty two years old. That's what the joke is. Oh. Just a big meatball. That's wild. Yeah, so the Jays, they were buzzing. I think they won nine straight, and then they go to play the worst team in the league, Baltimore, lose 6-3. And I'm like, dude, like, fuck. And this is when they still weren't even a playoff spot. We're like, oh, my God, dude. Like, just yeah. figure it out. And they end up beating them 11-10, 11 22-7 <laughs> the next three games. That's All right, disgusting. boys are back. That's yeah, dude, they wild. just nuke balls. That's all they do. Hit balls. What? Um, I was going to ask you a question. When do you guys play baseball next? Like next Monday. Don't get me started about that either. Well, so I was talking to your manager, and I've been asked potentially to now batting Bob Buckley. <laughs> Bob Buckley. <laughs> For our final? Yeah. I think, Who asked you? Dez? No. Uh, Backer? No, Mopper. Mopper. Yeah, so I think if you guys play Weyburn you have home home field right yeah well yeah so you play Monday at home if that happens then I can do it but if I can't we we end up playing games. I think we play Monday at home no matter what because the other series is between a Regina and a Weyburn team yeah the Dodgers right yeah yeah well if I fight and come Monday I'll come that'd be, be good sick it's gonna be freezing out though isn't there another press box yeah well, you're not inside dude you're still outside <laughs> oh boy we're at Curry well, we're a big Cody guest from Cutter and Buck. Yeah, ever heard one, of him? Yeah, one of the best, one of the best brands I've ever worn. Uh, okay, let's wrap this up. Go to our guest today because he's calling right away here. All right. Um, this guy's a beauty. First off, I'm excited. Started like nine months ago, I'd say, with less follower, followers than than you know me. Not that it matters. Um, you know, he starts getting a few pics right online. The boys start rallying. Start riding the wave. Um, you know, he 
Sidney Crosby was his first ever roommate in the National Hockey League. Have you ever heard of him? No. He ends up having like 22,000 followers in like six weeks. He's a part, I would say, a part of Chicklets more than, than he was at the start. He's always on the RA's gambling corner. His name's Matt Murley. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah. Rip? Yeah, I, I have. Just every once in a while. But. Everybody rides. Everybody uh, rides. The shirt, the saying he goes to. He's he's a gambling guy. And he played in the NHL. He played in the K. He played in the Asia League. Like He's played everywhere. Yeah. This guy's going to have stories. He's a funny bastard. Um, I'm excited. Thoughts before we go oh, to I'm, tomorrow? I'm very excited. I love talking to these guys, guys like this. Like, um, just part of the Chicklets crew, and you know he's 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 gonna be fun to talk to. But like guys who played in the show and guys who are funny, like after their careers. And oh yeah. Doing content and stuff, dude. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for this interview today. I think uh, with Merles, it'll be a lot of fun. He uh, quite the time zone. So to let everyone know, we are recording this at well, it was 2 p.m. on Tuesday. And 10 p.m. in Sweden, Merle's time. So we appreciate that from from him. And uh, thanks, Merle's for us, I guess. So here's uh, Matt Murley. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. All righty, we are pleased to be joined by a beauty that is from Troy, New York, retired hockey player that was selected in the second round of the 1999 NHL draft to the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's a KHL veteran and now spending his days winning the internet with betting. And as the saying goes, everybody rides. Also helps out with spitting chicklets on RA's gambling corner. After all that, we are pleased to have on today, Matt Murley. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Uh, Absolutely, good intro, good intro there. Um, yeah, I, I peaked early with that second round draft pick. <laughs> At least you're there. At least you were there, and you played, which is sick. Yeah. But now you're rocking the EBR shirt, and we'll talk about that uh, a little later on in the portion of the pod here, Merles. But um, first off, what's up with you, man? How are things? What's going on? Uh, not much over in Sweden right now. Played over here for three years, met my wife from here, and uh, we just had a, we had a baby last, wow, 30, 17 months. So we're back in Sweden for this year, and uh, the wife wanted to be back here with her family. And we spent last season in Rochester. I coached some youth hockey kids there for the year. So we're back in Sweden for the year and just living. Coach Merles, hey, what's that like? Like like Uh, coaching? That was yeah, I, I enjoyed the kids, but the parents were like everyone knows were, were were some tough tough work. But uh, you know, it was COVID. It was a tough year. We got through it. We made it. But um, yeah, the youth hockey's not for me anymore. But I, I love the kids. I love the excitement of the games. We had a great team. We had some great young players, and uh, 
it was a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. What age group were you coaching? Uh, we had 07s. Okay. And uh, we were Rochester Junior Americans. We were really good. We were yeah. around top 10 all year. And, you know, we played all the best teams and we, we beat most of them. But uh, it was it was cool experience. But uh, parents are tough, man. Yeah, I'm done with it. Yeah. All righty. Merles, as we always do on this podcast, we brat track and talk about the younger days growing up um, for you, growing up in Troy, New York. What kind of hobbies were you up to? You know, obviously hockey. You know, what other things were you doing back in uh, in Troy, New York? Yeah, Troy, New York. Uh, give you a little fact, home of Uncle Sam. So we can start with that. <laughs> so not, not many people know that, but Samuel Wilson, who's, who's real Uncle Sam, is from Troy. But I grew up same as most kids. You know, I did soccer, I did hockey, and I did baseball. And then as hockey gets more serious, you drop the soccer and you move down into baseball and do a little less of that. And then eventually becomes all hockey. And uh, I actually had the, the crazy hockey parents to start. I started traveling out to Syracuse as a squirter, Adam, as you guys would say, up north. Yeah. And uh, we did a two and a half hour drive to practice every Tuesday. And Jeez. Then out there on the weekends or to Toronto or Montreal for the games of the weekend. So we, we did that for seven years. So it was pretty wild. That is wild. Two and a half hours of practice dedicated that to the was, game. No, my dad was crazy. I mean, it was easy for me. I would, on the way out, I would do my homework and on the way back, I would just sleep. And he, he did all the, he did all the hard work, but um, one great story from all that was it actually set me up for my career was we drove the two and a half hours and we got there and the head coach wasn't there for the practice. So, oh. you know, it, it, for non-hockey guys that are listening, it's like kind of like when the substitute teachers in class, you start oh. messing around. <laughs> and, um, me and uh, Tim Conley, who played forever in the NHL, he, we were the, we were the two, uh, two players on the team and we were, we were messing around, throwing pucks at the guys as they're skating by and, and messing around. So my dad sees it go once and then it's my turn to go. I go down and shoot. It was like one of those long horseshoe drills. Yeah. And then we get back in line and we start saucing pucks at the other poor kids as they're trying to come in and take their shot. All of a sudden I feel something on my back. My dad is like, get off. He goes, you got five minutes to get into the car. <laughs> I panic, get out. I get back in the car. Not a word is said for the two and a half hours home. Meanwhile, we spent five minutes. I was on the ice for maybe five minutes. He drove five hours. He's like, you ever act like that during a practice, I'll never drive you again. So, <laughs> so good lesson I was telling the kids about last year and other kids listening. You know, you get the Absolutely. practice, work hard, don't mess around. That's exactly correct. Okay, well, Merles, you, you, you kind of mentioned that Syracuse, Syracuse Junior Crunch team. Uh, explain to me what the league is because you had 110 points and then 126. <laughs> you mentioned Tim Connolly, who also ripped it up. It seemed after those, you, you and Connolly, you know, the points kind of dwindled. Um, what lead was that? And obviously you guys had some success right away. Yeah, so uh, same as like most parents, you know, like I was kind of moved, moving away either way because I was so far away. But Timmy's parents didn't really want him to move away. Everybody's trying to get us to come to Canada, play. USHL was trying to get us to come out there and so then our parents, our dads came up with the idea to get us in this Toronto Metro League, because at the time, uh, Niagara Buffalo had a team and Jeff Farkas and Gianta were playing there and we were kind of following those guys, but we didn't want to go to Buffalo. So they started their own team, the Toronto Metro League it was a tier two junior A league, which back then 
it wasn't associated with Canadian hockey. It was kind of a renegade league. So we had our own rules. We had, it was like the NHL. You could fight as many times as you wanted and you wouldn't get kicked out. And uh, it was a lot of guys from the OHL that were done, like 19, 20 year olds sent back to their hometowns. And, and then there was a lot of young prospects like ourselves and uh, you know, some other Canadian young guys. And it yeah. was, it was a tough league. I mean, I was 16, Timmy was 15. We're wearing half shields. We're fighting these guys. We had bench clears. It was wild. Like some of the nights we were happy just to get out of the visiting rink alive. But uh, yeah, we did play the Western Canada boys. Oof. I mean, it's, I don't know how it could have got any worse than this. I mean, we had this one guy. Um, it was Steve Kanopka was his name. I'll never forget it. Cause we were on the first bus ride up and that, you know, the GM sent back the stats from the season before. And the guy had 550 penalty minutes. And we're like, oh, my God, like, what is this guy going to look like when we get there? Yeah. We get there. This guy's 6'5", I think, 250. He doesn't have a half shield on. He has a half cage. A black half cage, yeah. the scariest guy I've ever seen in my life. They killed us that night, like 7-1, to one, Thornhill Islanders. And uh, we're like, what did our parents get us into? <laughs> But uh, as you see, yeah, from the stats, me and Timmy eventually figured it out. And, you know, we did really well. and uh, it, was, it was great. Hey, I want to talk about some college here. But I've, and before that, obviously, I've heard in the past that you're quite the scholar. You mentioned to yourself that you uh, did your homework on the way to hockey practice. <laughs> um, you played four years at RPI. Walk us through that experience, how you got there. And you had really good success, success each year. Like you had a point per game, if not more, for four years. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's in Troy, New York, and I said we, I was from there, and I really actually never was home. I never got to really play at home. I spent my last two years of high school in Syracuse. So I always dreamed of going to RPI. They won the 85 National Championship when I was a young kid, going to those games. You see Adam Oates and Joe Juno. They go to the NHL and have great careers. So that was always my dream. And, uh, you know, as I kept making the steps, it kept getting closer and closer, and uh, when I got to choose where I wanted to go, it was, uh, it was a no brainer to go back home, reward my parents for all their travel and hard work. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a dream come true to go play there. And yeah, if there's kids listening, yeah, you got to have the schoolwork to get, to get to these schools. No matter how good you are, if you're not doing the schoolwork, you can't get you in, you know, a bunch of my friends are coaches now there and they say the same things like you can't get in. So yeah, I always, always put school first. My mom always was big on that. Uh, that's how I ended up RPI. And yeah, it was great. Um, I got there. I mean, that, that's what that league was so good. My, my dad was smart to put me in that Toronto league because it was like not going down a level, but it was, it was like a safer league. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about these 20 year olds taking runs at me every single shift that was out there. It was actually like real, like clean hockey. And it was just yeah. like almost easier for me. And um, my first game in my second or third shift, I scored and, you know, that just took all the pressure off it. And we had a big win that night and it just steamrolled from there. And yeah, I had a, I had a, had a fun time there. I have some great friends. Some of my best friends in life are from there and it's been nice being from there. I can still stay connected to the program and stuff like that. Absolutely. Well, Merle, before we go into your draft year, I kind of wanted to ask at what point did you go, you know, maybe it was year one or year four of college. Did you go, Hey, maybe I can do this for a full-time career. Um, 
Yeah, I started, I think, almost that last year at juniors because there's all these, like, you know, people, these scouts and agents that you're hearing from. You're talking with NHL scouts, like, oh, we're going to take you and stuff like that. And you got every college calling you. And so you start to get an idea. And then, uh, but you want to just keep making each step. And then I got to college and I had so much success my first year and uh, got drafted. After that, my sophomore year, Timmy Conley, he was playing the NHL at 18. Um, some other guys I played against have been playing the NHL. So you, you knew it was there and you knew yeah. if I kept working, it would, it would get there. And, and uh, at the time, a lot of guys stayed four years at college, which you never see anymore. But um, yeah. yeah, I was happy I got to stay. My senior year was amazing. And uh, a little bit late start to then the pro career at 22 compared to you know maybe I missed out on a couple of years but those those years in college and having the degree made everything a lot easier well you and Owen Power have uh, something in common you're both gonna finish four years of school before going to the show so. <laughs> uh ripping yeah, he, rip off. He, he's doing it for a different reason I think <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> he's hoping maybe that team moves or <laughs> something else happens by the time he has to leave rip go ahead all right so uh you then get drafted to Pittsburgh in the 99 draft. And uh, what was that experience like? Like, how was that draft day? And how special is that for you and your family? Uh, yeah, the draft was, uh, it was, it was okay because I was rated 23rd in the central scouting. So nice. Um, I was really supposed to go first round. I had a ton of points my freshman year. I, did, I was doing everything right. Um, Timmy was actually going top five. We knew that. And we were trying to work a deal where we could both go to the same team. And it had only been two years since we hadn't played together. And we played together for nine years. So we thought we could pull something like that off. All the teams I interviewed were all in that 17 to 30 range. Yeah. So I like, all right, here I am. This is it. I was down in, it was down in Boston, which was nice. So everybody could drive over. We had all yeah. our friends and teammates there. It was really great. We were there three, four days doing interviews and, you know, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. So then the draft comes and it's like, Oh, there go. All right. There goes Timmy. He goes the Islanders. Perfect. That would be great. We'll both go there. Um, picks come all of a sudden Pittsburgh had the 17th pick. They took the Belarusian kid Colts off. My coach had heard that they were close on me at that pick at 17th. So this is around like 23 now. And I'm like, Oh, well, that's good. If they were going to take me then like somebody else is going to take me by 30. Yeah. No, sitting there. No, the European, Europe, tons of Europeans are going, who are these guys? Um, all of a sudden the Islanders trade for the 30th pick or something like that. 30th or 31st pick, right? Oh, here it is. Cool, like, yeah. like we're all sitting together. It's, it's all Timmy's family, my family, all our friends, all our teammates. Like here it is. They're doing it. We're going to get you back together. They drafted some Slovakian guy. So then we're sitting there like, all right, well, all right. Well, they're, they got the top five pick in the second round too. I'm definitely going to the Islanders then. Nope. Takes, I don't know who they took then. And, and uh, just kept going and going like, Oh my God, like what is going on? And all of a sudden 51st Pittsburgh came up and we already had known they were close to me in the first round. Yeah. So they were, they were definitely taking me and they did it. It was amazing. Cause you know, Mario Lemieux, Yarmer Yager, it was uh it was really a great team to get drafted by. Merles, I, I, we, we both love this question, but walk us through, the draft day because now you just mentioned you're sitting there you're probably sweating i mean because i if i was wearing a gray suit at the time probably it'd be black if you're supposed to go in the first and you don't go till 
what do you do a middle second round or the late second round yeah yeah middle second round probably right 51 so well, yeah I mean, I, I mean it's it's just like well we're all hung over too so you, you know <laughs> so that, that wasn't helping. but maybe that's why maybe they saw maybe the scouts saw us all out the night before um yeah you're just like you just wanted it over with like you've been waiting i mean i've been waiting i almost if i left after my second year juniors and went with timmy to erie they would i would have got drafted that year yeah because uh, I went to college back then I got another year so I had another whole year so I've been waiting for this for two and a half years yeah and um you kind of just wanted to go somewhere where like you were happy and and just what it wasn't coming it wasn't coming and I was like oh my god like what is going on and <laughs> I don't really remember too much I just I just wanted it over with so we could like you know go celebrate and like you know talk yeah. to all your friends yep. and family and just get it over with but yeah it was not fun sitting there it was i think that's back when those snickers commercials were coming out and it was my brother when my goofy friend said that like hey merle you probably should get a snickers you're gonna be there a while or whatever it was yeah it was right around that time and it was yeah it was it wasn't great but it worked out i it was i wouldn't want to get picked by anybody else but at least it was the same day like one of my best friends is rated late first round so he sat through the whole first round and then uh, yeah, back, didn't, right? didn't get picked. So that this is when the first round, just the one day. So he has to do the walk of shame. Oh, yeah. He sat oh. there for two hours, sweat his balls off. And then second, then he was the second pick of the second round the next day. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, that yeah. would, yeah, that would have made it worse. Yeah, I shouldn't complain at all. <laughs> uh, Rip, go ahead. If you want to <laughs> jump in there. Where are we at here? Wilkes-Barre. Wilkes-Barre. So then you go to Wilkes-Barre and rip it up in your first year pro. Mm -hmm um then he got into 18 nhl games walk us through your ahl experiences and then uh your short stint that year at the penguins yeah um the first of all the, the 18 games came the next year next year so okay. the next year yeah the first year i got there and it was um not a good start i broke my finger in my very first pro game Oh. And I was on, uh, and like back then, like, like we had all the, we had traded everybody. That's when they traded Yager and, and Lang and Kovalev. So they had all these first and second rounders and uh, we had a great team. I was stuck on the fourth line to start the year, break my finger, come back like three, four weeks later. So again, fourth line. So my numbers were great, but they were probably even better because of like the lack of ice time. Yeah. But what helped is eventually um, they sent Alexander Degg down from Pittsburgh to Wilkes-Barre and me, him and Toby Peterson got together on a line somehow. And it was just like, it was magical. Like we, we just, we just scored nonstop every game. And you know, that, that really helped my points. And it's, it's still like one thing that I think like teams are way better at now, but back then in Pittsburgh was obviously really dysfunctional, but yeah, I didn't get called up for any games that year, which was like, disappointing when you do that well and you see all your other all these other kids yeah. get called up that have yeah. less points and less goals but that's the way it was and um yeah i just think if they brought me up that year you get your first game out of the way when it really doesn't mean anything and, yeah you know and then you're ready to go the next year so then the next year is when i made the team out of training camp there that was an 05 right Rose? that was this was 0304 Oh, 304. Okay. Oh, 304. So I made the team out of camp. And again, like, so that's why it's my first NHL game. It's opening night, like Mario Lemieux on the ice. Like, holy, like it was so much. And it was great. I was actually really good back then. Edzo was my coach. He loved me. Nice. 
Ed's uh, he was great. Um, he has me out there in the last minute of the game. We pulled a goalie. Uh, I, I feed one back door to Lemieux. I have like my hands like this going halfway up and he hits the post. Lemieux hits the post. They, LA takes the puck, goes the other end, scores empty netters, and we lose three nothing. So that was my first NHL game. Next one, and then, uh, yeah. yeah. So then I got sent down, I think, after like four games. And then I got called back up and down. It was one of those kind of years. And uh, I had the great Michelle Tarion in <laughs> Wilkesbury that year. You must have stories about Michelle Tarion. Yeah, he was, uh, he, he actually liked me. And I like compared to what some of these other guys, the treatment he got, but it was one of the first days I got down there and he's just like, I just get off the, off the uh, phone with Craig Patrick, general manager. And uh, everyone's so disappointed in you. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just got here. I played like one game for you. <laughs> it's like, but he would like, yeah, he would always, he was just trying to get the best out of you. And he yeah. had a, you know, crazy way to do it. I understood that I was a little older. I, you know, like I said, I came from the college, so I had a couple of years and I, I kind of understood him. and we actually got along. All right. And he liked my game. So we had a great time that year. We went to the, all the way to the Calder cup finals. So it was a, that was a great season. So Merle's uh, rumor has it, you were such a good veteran presence that they decided to stick um, one of the best players of all time in your, uh, in your room and Sidney Crosby, he was your roommate. Uh, you must have some, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's stories. I mean, I think he's probably just a professional at like 14, um, you know, walk us through, I mean, your time with Sid and, you know, roommates and, you know, playing with him. Yeah. So that, that's the same thing. Like I was a young guy, but I kind of wasn't a young guy because of college and I'm just being a little more mature than you Western Canadian guys that would come down. <laughs> so I was like uh, in Pittsburgh when I was there, it's kind of like the buffer, you know, in between these, cause we had a ton of old guys, Mario's friends. And then we had the young guys, the Sydney and the flurry. So I was kind of like in the middle, I could go either way with either group, you know, and kind of gel yeah. everything together and, um, yeah, they, they thought I was a great leader and they put Sid with me and, um, we had a great time. I got, I ended up getting hurt that year. I got in a fight and, and uh, ended up getting sur surgery for the end of the season. And then I think that's when Sid really took off and he ended up with a hundred points. Was that the fight but, with Ben uh, Eager? Ben Eager. Yeah. That was, uh, we were just watching, well, that's what just watching it. Yeah. That wasn't pretty. So that's what, see, Tarion was the coach by now in Pittsburgh. He had just got called up. Um, maybe a week or so and like Edzo got fired and I'm out there we're the fourth line and Philly's all over us we're in our zone one of those shifts for like a minute we don't touch the puck it was just like oh my god like get me off the ice <laughs> finally the around yeah just destroying us so goalie finally covers it or something and we and we all start skating to the bench and Perrion's like nope you guys aren't coming off now I had played for him now for those I played from that year and then lockout. We were all in Wilkes-Barre. I played for him. So I knew what that meant. Yeah. He, he wanted a, we're down three, nothing. He wants a fight. Let's go. Like, so I'm standing there in a face off. And I look over and our fighter, Andre wide just gotten back from like eye surgery. So like, he's not fighting Shane Endicott, another Saskatoon, Saskatoon guy. <laughs> he, he had just gotten back from like an ankle injury. So I'm like, well, he's not fighting. I look back at the D and I, I, I can't remember who they were. And I'm like, well, they're not fighting. I'm like, oh no, like I got to do this. Like I'm on the bubble of staying up. I'm fourth line. I, Terry, I know Terry he wants, he wants a fight. 
So I'm looking around and looking around. I'm like, who's going to fight me when they're up three, nothing. I'm like, Oh, I knew Ben eager. I've been battling against him. I'm like, he's a tough customer. He's going to beat me up, but whatever. It's the NHL. If I get beat up, it's right around Christmas. I'll go home with a black guy. It'd be awesome. <laughs> so I start to fight with him. The puck doesn't even drop. I end up seeing that, but the puck doesn't even end up dropping. And we go and he had me all tied up and I made like a move to try to like get around him like that and come over the top. And as I was doing that, like he just like threw me down, but I was holding on so hard with this arm that oh. my shoulder hit popped right out. Oh, so that, so that, yeah. Then he's just dummying me on the ground. Cause I couldn't even turtle. Like I couldn't move the shoulders. <laughs> I couldn't turtle with one arm. And uh, yeah, that was the end of that. But Hey, the team did come back and win that game four three. So really wow. Yeah. Wagon morales. But that was the end of me. And like, Terry, that's like, then Terry comes in. He's like, Matt, what was this? Like, what kind of fight? I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know you want to fight. So he's still giving you yeah, shit. Your one arm's hanging. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll never forget. I was, I, I was sitting in the lounge. I'll never forget. Like, what is that? What was that? Like, oh, like, I don't know. So, but, I mean, that was, I, I've fought bigger guys before and, you know, nothing that bad happened. It's just part of the game. Yep. So, well, you're a college, you're a college guy. So, where'd you learn how to fight? Yeah, that was all in that Toronto Metro League. That, that's where you got it <laughs> so, from, right? Yeah, so that's what – so th this is crazy. Like, this is how it used to be. It was great the first year when I had Timmy there with me because one game they would all go after him and then, like, give me kind of, like, a night off. And then, like, the next game, like, I would be running my mouth so they'd all come after me. And you kind of just had to, like, fight – like, because there was the three-fight rule. So you just kind of, like, well, I got to get one fight in just to get these guys to leave me alone. Yeah. So we, we, that's when I, you know, I got a bunch of the pins and then – so then what it got worse. So that was the first year we could just fight as many times as we wanted. The second year, they started doing you get kicked out of the game, which these Canadian guys loved it because if they could get me to fight, then I was thrown out and then yeah. we weren't scoring. So then these guys would be coming at me all game. And then like, so eventually I would just have to wait and like get in a, I'm like, I'll fight you in like the last five minutes. So it's like <laughs> it was so ridiculous. But we're all kids, you know, you're yeah. You're 180 pounds at wow. most and you're not, you're not knocking each other out or anything. It was just more like fun than anything, but I don't know if I actually learned. I don't think I know how to fight, but I would just do it and you're still beat up. It. Yeah. All right, Morales, we got to talk about you playing overseas and it looks like you've played, you know, a long time, but some acronyms or whatever you want to say, letters that mean wherever you played KHL, NLB, NLA, DEL. I know that one, the Asia league. Um, where do we go from here? Cause I mean, you played in a lot of European uh, places, um, walk us through your experiences and, you know, maybe the best, uh, the best places you played. Yeah. So it's like, I, I joked about it when I left, I'm like, Oh, I just want to go over there and experience the world and like play in every country. I don't really care where I go, which <laughs> I obviously did end up because you want to go to Russia. You want to make the most money. So I went there first. I didn't do well there. Um, so then you're kind of like, you're kicked kind of back down. You're almost like sent down. Yeah. So then I got sent, I couldn't get any deals. I ended up in Switzerland and I was like, well, if I do really good here, I, could, I would love to play in Switzerland forever. Like you can make some good money. So it took some steps there going up and down. Eventually I, I did well again, no contract. I, I think it was the agent. I don't know. <laughs> so then it's like, all right, well now what? They're like, well, you can go to Sweden, you know, you do really good in Sweden. Then, you know, you can work your way back up to Russia and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll go to Sweden. And, I, and then I got up here and I loved it. And um, I had three like really like good years individually up here. Our team struggled, but I did well. So then that KHL team started in uh, Zagreb, Croatia. 
And uh, that was just a way to get back. Like that wasn't like going to get the big money of Russia, but, Oh, you know, I'm going to get a chance. If I do good there, yeah. you know, go back to Russia. Cause I still, I knew I could score in that league. I just had a bad coach. I had a bad year in far East Russia. Like it was, I was like, I just wanted to prove not like myself, but everybody, like I can score in this league. So I didn't care what the money was, where it was, went to Croatia. That place is the best. Croatia, we were in Zagreb, which is like, it's like in the middle of the country, the capital. Yeah. It's amazing food, cheap beer. Like it's amazing. And then if, if you're there in the summer, you go down the coast, it's probably the, the best party and the most like beautiful place you'll ever see. Really? So you guys are looking for a trip. Yeah. Croatian coast. It's amazing. That's wild. And uh, so, yeah, that was great. I had a great year there. And then I got some offers to go back to Russia. Some of the cities were not great cities <laughs> that I had known of. So I chose for Bratislava. That was in the KHL, Slovakia. And that was going to be a great deal. I got there and uh, the team decided to stop paying everybody. So you can see our record that year. We did not. I, I don't know how many times we even practiced because they wouldn't pay us. So we would sit there and say, Hey, well, we're not practicing since you're not paying us, <laughs> but, but they knew we'd always play the game because we all wanted to get our stats up so we could go somewhere else during yeah. the year next year. But so that was a wild time. And after that season with, and I went back for another year, a couple months of training camp and it was just a disaster again. It didn't pay us. I said, enough's enough. And I was almost ready to retire. I was just, it was miserable there and went to Germany and uh, that was an amazing team. Um, we had Danny Heatley on the team, Steven Reinprecht. Like we had a great team, bunch of other former NHLers. We had a uh, we had a good time off the ice, maybe too much. And uh, <laughs> no such thing. That was that, and that was kind of going to be the end too. I remember like in, in I don't know, it was like the dark days of the season, December, January. Just you're done. I, I called like my brother and like, Hey, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. He's like, well, I'll just finish out the season. And then when you're home, you'll be fine. So I was still kind of like done. I'm, that's probably my last year. I don't want to play anymore. It's not fun. Like this is just crazy. And also my buddy, Ryan Caldwell calls me that summer and he's going to Japan. And I'm like, Japan. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't want to go over there. He's like, Oh, it's going to be hilarious. He's like, come on over. Like I'm going to go. He's like, I'll get you on the yeah, I'll get you on the team. He's like, who cares? We'll go we'll score a ton of points and, you know, we'll be drinking on the road and it's going to be fun. I'm like, ah, you know what? Let's go for one year and see it. It was awesome. Japan is amazing. Like the, the people, the culture, it, the food, like everything was, it's one of the best places I've ever been in my life. Again, that's another. That's awesome. And if you want some, like, if you come to Sweden, yeah, it's, this is beautiful and amazing, but it's not a whole lot different than a lot of, than the U S or Canada. Yeah. If you go to Japan, it's a totally different experience. You got everybody bowing to you. It's so clean. There's so much respect. It's, it's really amazing. That's super cool. Yeah. Wow. So then, uh, yeah, that was that. And then again, it was probably going to be the end of it. And, um, Kevin Constantine, uh, he was an old RPI player. He was actually the coach when Pittsburgh drafted me. And uh, he was going over to coach in South Korea in the same league. So I was in touch with him a little bit. He's like, yeah, come on over. So I said, all right, I can do it again for another year. And that's, uh, I went two years in South Korea, South Korea and the Asian league to finish it all off. So I don't know if that was sure long winded, but no, yes, awesome. I was a suitcase. No. That's suitcase. Cool. I hit on. I hit almost every league. I wish I would have hit that finish league. 
Um, I went to Finland a couple of times on vacations to visit guys. Helsinki was a time. Um, but uh, I was pretty happy that I got to experience the world like that all on, you know, other people's dime. Merle, did, did you play with um, Nigel Dawes at all or, or against him, sorry, in Sweden? Uh, yeah, I played against him in the KHL a bunch of times. He was, he was always on the hey? – yeah, he was always on the good teams, always scoring and always signing a new big contract. So yeah, he he did really well for himself. That's awesome. Yeah. More, let me keep going here. Keep going. All right, Merles, I want to dive into your gambling thing you got going on. Um, actually, while I read the, while I read this question here, why don't you show your shirt off a bit here? But you people turn to you for the sport betting. You have a ton of traction on Twitter with your followers. Where did it all start? You know, everybody rides. Was that just kind of a spur of the moment thing and people roll with it or man, walk us through everybody rides and your gambling, um, your tactics. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Ryan Whitney, everyone knows from spitting chicklets, me and him, you know, we were roommates in Wilkes-Barre and Pitt together. And I, I kind of taught him how to gamble. He was a rookie. He didn't know how to gamble anything. He did, I taught him how to go to a casino. I taught him sports. So we, and we just hit it off. We were playing the online poker back then all day, all night. Um, and, uh, you know, we've just always been talking about games and picks and he's in, uh, they wanted him to start doing some more like gambling stuff. And he's like, well, I got the guy for it. I got Merle's. He'll do it. So he just asked me last year, like you just like write in when you want. And uh, write a little something for RA, help him out, and just see what happens. I'm like, oh, all right, like easy enough, just for the NHL games. Like, yeah. you know, the NHL was starting late. You know, I had a lot of time. I was just coaching a youth hockey. I had a newborn at home, so I had some time to to watch games and dig in. And we we're doing those picks, and it was like NHL's tough, tough league to to win on, as we all know. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, we're doing all right. And then the one day I saw this game, I think it was in Finland, and I was like, oh man, this team's going to kill this team. This is easy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put it on Twitter. And I don't know what I had at the time, maybe like 5,000 followers at most. And most of them were like, came from after doing the blog with RA. And uh, so I put it out there. And the, doesn't a team win like six nothing? And everybody's like writing to me, oh, give, me, give us another one tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Are these leagues all like a lot of people don't even know what these leagues were. It's like, are these leagues like set up? Like, what is this? Is this like real? <laughs> so I give another one the next day, and that team wins like seven one. So it's like it's not even like a sweat. Like everybody's just crushing it during the day, and then we're doing our NHL pick at night. And I think at the same time we're kind of getting hot on the NHL too, and it just starts steamrolling, and I, and like it just went nuts. Like everybody like, let's go, like, give us a game, give us this, this Russian league. And it was kind of just like introducing everybody to where all these players have come from and these leagues that we all go play in. And uh, it just kind of took off. And then, so everybody rides was a guy, Jay Pagney was a coach of ours in Connecticut. Um, We used to train at this billionaire's house and uh, his big thing was always everybody rides. Like, we all go together. Like if we're going on a run, we all go. If we're going on the ice, because it's not like, oh, I don't feel like going today or a couple guys. No, everybody goes, everybody rides. We go to a casino. We're playing crafts. Everybody's on the same bet. Like nobody betting against each other. Like <laughs> none, none of that, you know? It's like, we're all in it. We don't care about really about the money. We're here to have fun and everybody's riding. And uh, so that's how it started. Everybody rides. And then the one day I got lazy and I was like, I sick of writing everybody rides. So I want to just write like ER, but I'm like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Like emergency room. That's kind of weird. The TV and show. So ER. 
yeah it's like ah that's kind of like not like that's not good karma to write on a gambling tweet yeah so i just like oh ebr like everybody rides like i don't care that it's one word and we'll make it two words and then wit started talking about it i went on and it just kind of yeah it kind of took off from nowhere all of a sudden like probably now after doing your guys i'll get some of your guys uh absolutely yeah people and i'll probably be over to twenty five thousand mark here and it's been crazy um this year's been a rough start khl's been kicking my ass um but it's a long season so we'll, we'll get it squared away and get back in the wind column but at the end of the day it's all about having fun and you know it's kind of like being part of a team like everybody that's out there following it's you know it's kind of like a little community absolutely well, well it's funny Merle. she's like i think i like dm'd you on twitter like nine months ago and i want to say you had like three thousand followers i'm like maybe he'll answer never answered and then sure as shit Whip put a tweet out like six weeks later and he's like ten thousand in six weeks i'm like well fuck we're never getting now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was, it was yeah, it was Instagram. well that's what i, I yeah I, I probably have to go back in there and look for those messages because it, it got out of control yeah. Then, yeah. Like, and then guys were looking for games non-stop I'm like guys like let's just take the win for today and move on <laughs> we'll get another one tomorrow like I'm, I'm i got a newborn i'm coaching a 15 13 year olds and dealing with all their parents i'm like they're dming me too yeah (laughs) yeah those are the emails and text messages this long about why johnny didn't play we just we just tied the number one team in the country and they're still not happy oh johnny should have been out there more like oh you think so (laughs) Uh, everybody rides it's wild yeah everybody rides yeah uh, Merles, um, I have two more for you. And then we're going to go to our segment called questions from the gallery. We don't keep you too long. And we know it's late over there. Uh, quick one here. Who, who has a better win loss record? You or RA? Um, on the NHL, this I would, I would think maybe RA beat me on the NHL, but I was dominant in the, in the European. Like, I mean, I was going on 14 and all runs, 13 and one, 15 and two. Like there was, some epic epic runs there that like we just destroyed it i had like this guy you know elio from barstool big guy dave's horse guy okay i yeah. met up with him a bunch this year up in saratoga and i he had a little show i went on a couple times he's like dude you're the best gambler i've ever seen i started following you you're hitting like 80 percent and i'm like oh I'm like yeah you, come, you you came on the right time like <laughs> no nobody hits at that rate he goes dude yeah. it was unbelievable like you're the best gambler i've ever seen like yeah not really, but that it was a it was an epic run. It was, you know, a lot of you got to get a lot of luck, but um, yeah, you do see like that's what's hard about the leagues are just starting now. The trends really haven't started, and you know some players have moved around, but eventually, especially KHL, you'll see teams. It's the same teams that are they're gonna win yeah forty out of the fifty games like probably. Basketball. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, so you just gotta wait for that, and then we'll you know we catch those odds when the odds maker makes that mistake. And, I like to do a lot of the three-way bets, you know, like you kind of helps your odds as long as it doesn't go to overtime. Yeah. And then um, if you're somewhere where you can live bet, then jump on and, and, and bet them again. If you know, you lose your three-way Get back jump on it in overtime. Yeah. yeah and live and uh, you know, you go over two, that would be bad, but <laughs> I don't think that that doesn't happen too often. Gamers, I have uh, one more here, and it's because um, you know we are a golf slash sports podcast, and some of our followers, uh, you know, will question us. But how much you golf in Merles? Are you a golfer? Do you, do you play? Do you like it? And yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was right. I was expecting this coming. Um, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a good golfer. I'm maybe a 20 handicap. I, I love playing like the scrambles, the four man scramble. I'm a great putter so I can chip in yeah. like and help with the putts. Got the you and like Bo that. Bennett could golf. Yeah. Do you know Bo? Yeah. You probably know Bo. I, I know the name. I don't know him personally, but I know. I he know played he for is. the Penguins yeah. when they won. Yeah. When they won. Yeah. He's a little older, like four years older than us, but he like, he's like, I never play my own ball. I'm a four, four man scramble team guy. Yeah. Let's see. Like, yeah. Do. yeah. That's why I like to do that. And, you know, like same thing, like after, like in like when I was young, I had no money. I didn't know time even to golf. My dad had yeah. me in a hockey tournament or something yeah. every night. He didn't really have the money to golf. So when I got pro, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a golfer now. I'm going to like, I got money. I'm going to play all the time. What happened was it would be Tuesday or Wednesday. I'd go golf. And after a few holes, like you guys know, it's not going well. What do you do? Get upset, Get drink, uncle. pissed. Yeah. Crack a beer, you know, like, oh, let's see if this straightens me out. All of a sudden, after 10, it's 10, 10 beers and it's Tuesday afternoon, haven't worked out yet. Oh, I skipped that workout that day, you know? And like, oh, and that's what was happening. Like every time I golfed, I ended up being buckled, not getting my workouts in. I'm a young pro. I'm like, all right, I'm done golfing. Like, I can't be like as serious as a lot of these other guys are. So yeah. that's when I became basically a tournament golfer uh, since I started playing pro. And, and now with a, I had high hopes this summer. No, when you have a baby, you don't have time to go away for six hours. I don't know how Whitney does it. Whitney plays every day somehow. He's yeah, I don't. He's out of his mind. Either. Like I, I don't even have kids yet, and I'm worried to have one because uh, I know my golf game will. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh, you know, I guess I'll have to wait till I'm fifty or sixty and then try again on the golf. But uh, I I enjoy it. I love it. Uh, I, I played a hole with Greg Norman one time. When I was wow. at the same place where I was training in uh, Westchester, yeah, <laughs> no, we weren't buckled then. That's when I was a serious pro then, and uh, I was training, and he he was friends. He's like a family friend of who we were training with, and he waited for us on one hole on like the last hole to, to play a hole with us. Nice. So you know, I'm not good to begin with, but nervous as hell, and of course, I do one of those where it almost like goes backwards. Like I just drilled the drive, like right into the ground and, you know, it goes like four feet away. My, my other two buddies, they're actually good golfers. They couldn't handle the pressure. They were, we were flying them in the woods. And yeah. We put on a really bad show for him. <laughs> that's sure. my golfing claim to fame. I'm sure he was happy to wait for you guys to just duff one and then blow well, him in well, the bush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he's like. The, 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 the father was really chirping us like that we were training the kids kids and he's just like what like i brought i talked you guys up and this is what you do like you guys are supposed <laughs> to be professional players like this is a joke but hockey player yeah, <laughs> a hockey player yeah and not a golfer all right Merles, let's go to our segment yeah. in the gallery sponsored by molson cores meet new busy hard seltzer with 100 calories per 355 milliliters this variety pack is something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors. Rip, I know you enjoy those. Yeah, strawberry kiwi's a wagon. Oh, they are good. So if you're golfing, enjoy them. If you're at home, enjoy them. Choose Molson today. Please drive safely at all times. Or responsible all time. Merle's best locker room story that you can tell. Best locker room story. Hmm. I don't know about that. I mean, without throwing anyone under the bus, I can tell the story about 
it's not really a locker room story. It's more about the locker room we had in China when we went and played there. That was quite the show. We got there and there was no heat. So it was freezing cold. And then, you know, you're sitting there like, Hey, I gotta go to the bathroom. So where are we supposed to go to the bathroom? They're like, Oh yeah, it's in there. And you have this like sliding door. It's almost like a balcony door. And we're like looking in like, no, that's just a shower. There's no toilet in there. No, they're like, that's where you go in there. So one of the Japanese guys brings me and calls over and it's just a hole in the ground like this. And, and that's all it is. Like, you, yeah, you, you, you do one and two in this hole. And that was it. This is on the road. This on the road in China. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was brutal. It was in oh. this small town. And then we go on the ice. There's no face-off dots on the ice. Like it was just a disaster. Like this place is filled up with like smoke. People are watching the practice, smoking cigarettes. We were out there like 20 minutes. A Japanese coach comes off. We're in, on Japan, Oji. And he's like, that's it. He's like, bring all your stuff home to the hotel. He goes, no, like, cause we're there for like eight days. You yeah. play three games and you practice all the other days and source of morning skate. He canceled everything because the conditions were so bad. We got dressed in our hotel room, which was awesome. We had a great hotel room. And we'd get on the bus, go play the game. As soon as the game, just take the skates off and go back on the bus and go back. So that was a, that was an interesting story about a locker room from the Asian League. No kidding. That's awesome. Maybe not what you're, maybe not what you're looking for, but. No, I, no, that's good. I love it, that shit. It, it, it brought that back. And then I didn't have to throw anybody under the bus. No, it's perfect. Rip. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Um, the biggest bet you have won. Yeah um biggest bet uh i had a huge day in craps uh, a few summers ago out at the sls casino um i had my girlfriend girlfriend at the time now my wife she came over with two was it two couples from sweden and then we had a kid from la that was swedish meet us and the swedes have never played craps so i was like oh this is it this is going to be a day everybody rides let's go yeah there wasn't everybody rides so <laughs> Everyone's at the pool and I'm sent in to get the pizzas for everybody. And as I'm waiting for the pizza, there's this little craps table there. I'm like, oh, this would be fun to sit here. I got to wait 20 minutes anyway. So I start playing in my bathing suit, t-shirt. All of a sudden, an hour later, Matt, where are the pizzas? I was still hot. I, I couldn't leave the table. <laughs> You're on a heater. So, yeah. So the guys go grab the pizza. They go back into the pool. Hours go by. My stacks are just building, building, building. And, uh, Next, you know, these guys come back and they're in full suits. Like Swedes are always dressed to perfection. Like these guys are dressed up and, you know, I'm doing good. These guys get on, never played in their lives. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Beginner's luck. Oh, wait, this guy rolled. He rolled for an hour. This guy yoked him. He didn't know what he was doing. And he's just, he's just like, how do you lose in this game? I'm like, shut <laughs> up and roll the dice. And like, He's throwing them. They're like. They're not even making it down. Like you're supposed to hit the back wall. They're like yeah. making halfway down some of them. And, the, and like, and the dealers are like, they're not supposed to count it, but we're all winning so much when it hits and like tipping them that they're like, yeah, it's good. Six. <laughs> and like, and it was just, it was complete mayhem. I ended up winning. I don't know. The IRS will find me on here for saying how much I won, but that was a, that was a big, big win that night. on the craps. That's unreal. Rip, you have one from uh, your teammate there? Oh, uh, my buddy Scott, he's on my team. He's from Winnipeg, and he, he's a big-time he's a big time sports gambler, too. He said that you loved riding the Jets. Who's your team yeah. this year? 
Yeah, I love the Jets. I, I've liked them for a few years now. Kind of ruined them last year when I talked about them. No, it's my cup pick. Again, I like what the Jets did. Again, they got a couple D. Yeah, they got they got they got the yeah. good goalie. That the, that front six is good. The Jets is a dark horse. Um, yeah, I haven't even really thought about them. So working on this KHL and the Swedish leagues, I haven't yeah. even time to dig in the in NHL. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, the kid is a, a little bit of work, guys. If you don't know, um, I like the Jets again. I think I saw them at. Did I see them at 20 to one or something? Or was that the win the West? I can't remember, but um, I mean, I, I don't, you can't bet against Tampa still, even though they lost really a couple guys. Stupid. Yeah. That's they're, true. They're sick. And then, I mean, Vegas, Vegas is going to probably be there. And I'm hoping like we were supposed to go to Vegas last year. If they made the finals, we were going to have a chicklets trip out there and do all sorts of streaming and content and, Montreal just ruined it for us. So <laughs> I'm actually probably going to root for Vegas so that maybe we can pull that trip off again this yeah. year. I love it. Uh, Merle's uh, best memory of playing in, in the NHL, uh, whether it's a, you know, a story or just, you know, you playing and there's a big goal you scored or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. My first NHL goal should probably be it, but it was brutal. I, I was trying to pass the puck back door. And it hit the D skate went in and the guy that I passed to like celebrate it. Like it did get to him. So I didn't even know I scored until I was, was sitting it? on the bench. Uh, Milan craft check guy. <laughs> Lemieux. Like, you know, it's one of those ones that's like right there. He doesn't know if he touches it, but of course he tries to take it. And yeah. it's like, so I'm sitting there in the bench and they're like, yeah, Matt Murley's first per goal. I'm like, Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Like, while you're watching. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like fun. Like, was not a fun memory. So that wasn't fun. I had a great goal. My other sec, I had two goals. My other one was against Buffalo, and Conley was on the ice for it. So that was really nice. fun to like chirp him, and I still chirp him. I just had to do a video for him. He's going into the Syracuse Sports Hall of Fame. So nice. I had to bring that up. So that that was a great memory. Scoring that goal against my childhood friend and. Um, that was really cool. What, um, what's the best prank you've ever seen in, uh, when you played or you did someone? Yeah. Um, trying to think we used to always like nonstop in Wilkesbury, the guys would pack your bag up. They would pack guys bags up and make it look like they got called up. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was, that was brutal. They do that to you. you, get all excited, see your bag packed like you're getting called up. Yeah. Or sent. They would do it to some guys too that are like maybe you get they're obviously getting they're sent down. That one would happen. The one I really liked in Wilkesbury, we had this huge parking lot, and the guys would take two cars. So they say they would take. They didn't do it to me. They would say they'd take my keys. Like it was always Tom Kostopoulos. He was out of control, <laughs> and they would drive the car drive my car as far as you could see in the parking lot. And then the other guy would just drive them right back. So it was no work for them, but you would come out of the rink and your car's not there. Like, Oh, where is it? And then you would look and it was, I mean, this parking lot, it might've been two miles. It might've been two miles long. This parking, it's completely empty except your car down there. That was always a good one. Um, This kid, Jeff Hamilton, he was, he was a maniac. He played in the NHL. He was a great goal scorer in AHL. Um, he filled a guy's car up one time with uh, those little styrofoam peanuts. Oh. <laughs> filled the entire car up with those because somebody messed with him. 
he was he was a he was a prankster he actually got me on a really good one it's actually a good trick for your listeners to hear so we were staying over at this house and um him and his buddy got they were buckled they came home and they like broke a bunch of stuff in the guy's house that we're staying in yeah so we all were out so we woke i woke up at what like nine or ten o'clock so i call up to the guy and i'm like hey you know like somebody's gotta come down here like our our apartment's a disaster like everything's broken the guy goes yeah i know he goes hamilton called this morning and told us how you and migs broke everything and destroyed everything so <laughs> that was a good prank by him or like move like he got up earlier blamed everything on us and he was out of there by the time we woke up and could tell the real story so we got blamed for that one gotcha. that was another good one but some stuff like that rip Not yeah bad. i'm good Merles, i think we've uh we've kept you long enough man uh i hope we can do this again down the road uh we we watch your uh you know your picks online on twitter and everybody rides we uh you know we support you um you. we appreciate you coming on the show today man and you know we hope we can do this again yeah thanks for having me as uh you know you've had a great list of um of uh guests on there so i'm happy to be part of that i listened to brian yandles on there and I loved how he was giving it to Foley about having Foley as one of their guests. So they're I'm friends with all those guys too. And they're, they're a bunch of characters. And I know Foles is big into the golf, so he was probably good. I'm going to have to give it a listen. He was good. Uh, actually, hey, before you go, maybe you got one more for us here. What's the best story between, uh, you know, whether it's Wit, both Yandles, Foles, you must have one good one. Yeah, you get to those. play with Keith. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I played with Keith, and that was yeah, he was an interesting player then. Um, he was so young and raw. Uh, he was doing okay in San Antonio. You know, we had a we had a bunch of veterans, so he wasn't you know you know he was the big prospect, but he wasn't getting as much touch as he should have. Or and they called him up to Phoenix to like almost like punish him, like bag skate him, and like kind of show him like, hey, this is what you're missing out on. Like, let's let's clean it up. Yeah, and. Yeah somebody got hurt like the morning skate and he got thrown into the game that night. And like, he scored a bunch, bunch of points, I think. And he, we never saw him again. Like he, <laughs> he, he was that good. He just needed the, you know, he needed to see that NHL and he was kind of maybe bored in the AHL and he ended up with a great career. And, um, yeah, he's, he's been a, been a friend since then. And I used to go out and live with, we would all train together. Um, that's when I met a lot of those other Foley and Nettie Haver. And you hear all these these characters that have come across and uh, yeah, they're all, they're all real characters. Um, I don't want to sell anyone under the bus too much. No, that's but, fair. Uh, we, we've had some good times. We've, we've extended our trips to too many days, like extra days <laughs> in Vegas or an extra day in Nantucket and always end up getting ourselves in trouble, but great guys. And uh, yeah, they got a great group of friends down there and it all turned out to be great hockey players too. Absolutely. Okay, Merles, it's late over there in Sweden. Uh, like I yes. said, we appreciate you coming on. I uh, hope we can do this again down the road, maybe in season when the, the NHL's fired up halfway through or something like that. Keep your phone on. Yeah, it sounds on. good. Yeah, perfect. All awesome. Right, Thanks a lot for having me. Keep going, guys. Hey, thanks, Merles. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan the heart of green country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling 
naturally infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. Alrighty, episode 89 completed. Almost at 100 rip. Um, just finished up a great chat. Great interview with Matt Murley. Uh, this guy is full of stories. Merles. He's played everywhere. Literally everywhere. Uh, some crazy stories of, you know, playing in China. Japan. Japan. That Japan story is hilarious on the road. <laughs> that one, yeah. Uh, Sweden, you know, playing the National Hockey League. Never heard of it. Um, and just a good dude. Yep. So now he has a you know a newborn, seventeen month, I believe yep. he said. Yeah. Yep. Um, and now he's you know Twitter famous. He's with the Chicklet Boys. He's part of that crew as much as the next guy. I think he's just not on the pod every week, but he's he's their gambling guy with RA and travels with with those guys to the hockey. What are they call yeah. it? Hockey Fest or what do they do? What's it called? Roller yeah. Hockey Derby. Summer or? Hockey Fest. I think yeah. they called it. I don't know. So something cool. Um, but no, he was a lot of fun. Good chat with him. Um. Yeah. Rip thoughts uh, on the pod quickly. I had a good time. Merles is good. I love uh, I love the KHL stories and over in Europe because you know it's it's a different lifestyle over there and it's different kind of hockey. So we don't really get to experience what he's got over there. So it's good to hear about that. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And and I think just a you know first class guy. You look at it. We interviewed him at two o'clock our time, ten his his time. So for him to, you know, he even said right up before we started recording. Yeah, my uh, my wife kicked me to the porch to yeah. uh, don't need to wake up a 17-month-old baby. So for him to do that, we appreciate that from Merle's. Uh, another good week for Off the Hustle. Yep, boys are buzzing. You know, covering a lot of golf, local content. It's all we do around here, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, throw a you know, celebrity once in a while in there. As our bio says on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at underscore Off the Hustle on Instagram and Twitter. YouTube, Facebook is just Off the Hustle. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe. But if you read the bio, as they say, local golf and special guests. So, what do you think? I didn't know we talked about local golf. <laughs> when are we going to start doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's getting a little chilly out right now. It is. In September. Cold. We're getting uh, we're getting kind of spoiled, I guess I'd say, with uh, some of the weather lately. But... The cutter and buck, um, the coats are yeah. unbelievable. Quarter zip. You have a quarter zip. I have a quarter zip, but my winter coat, well, not a winter coat, more of a, it's more of a hockey coat, you'd say, than a bubble coat. Yeah. Super warm. Like, check out cutter and buck today. Cutter buck Canada, great clothing. Uh, last month, the Steeler, obviously, great sponsors. Davidson Nord Golf, Taylor Made Golf. Yeah. There's, uh, and there's the phone. People are calling to book tea times for Divots, so uh, one month, one month away. October. As long as the wind stays away, I think we'll be okay. True. Yeah. If it's not windy, we'll be able to golf for a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. All right, Rip. It's uh, episode 89. We wrap this up here. Pleasure seeing you again, as always. We'll talk to you next week. Everyone else out there listening or listening to the podcast, if you haven't listened to all of them, go back, check them out. They're all fun. And stay tuned for next week as Off the Hazel will hopefully find another beauty. So we'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.